Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer, and this is a Patreon release. This was a Patreon-exclusive part two to my interview with Kid Congo. Uh, We talked for two hours. I released the first hour, and the second hour went up on Patreon. The first hour, if you haven't listened to it, was episode 232. Please go check that out. I will put a link in the show notes to it. Um, But... The second hour, we got into a little bit more personal stuff, and it was a pretty great conversation. So I'm. it was Patreon-exclusive. Now it is here for all to see and listen to. Uh, I'm going to release some other stuff on Patreon. You can go to the Patreon. You can go to the mattdwyer.com, my website, and that'll link you to the Patreon. And I will release some other stuff I'll have on a blog that will tell you what is there that was once exclusive that now is not. So please enjoy that, and uh, just so you, just quick things about the episode. The opening song that you will hear is "Are You Ready, Freddy?" by Kid Congo Powers and the Monkey Kid Congo and the Pink Monkey Birds from the EP "Swing from the Chandelier," and that is out on In the Red Records. And there's links to all the things wonderful Kid Congo in the show notes. And uh, I really, really, I was a little nervous talking to Kid Congo because it's uh, that's a legend. That's a legend right there, a punk rock music legend. But um, please go to the show notes, buy the EP. It's fantastic. Listen to all Kid Congo music because it's all fantastic. And always check out the show notes and always buy music. I think that's it. I think that is it. I'm releasing this December 23rd, 2021. I usually do archival episodes over the holidays, but I've decided now that I have such a rich library, I can do Patreon stuff. So anyway, enjoy my conversation. Oh, and you have to endure the Patreon intro that I do for Patreon, or that I did. I don't always do them. So enjoy my conversation with Kid Congo. Welcome to part two of the Kid Congo Conversation. This is a Patreon exclusive. I want to thank all Patreon listeners for subscribing and being a part of this and helping this show live and thrive. So please enjoy part two of my Kid Congo Conversation. to read about your life as one story. <laughs> to me, my life is just a bunch of fragmented shit all over, flying all over the world and universe, you know. But to read it as one story, it was, it was, it was re- remarkable, you know. And, uh, and that was what it told me. You have had a remarkable time, you know. <laughs> It's a, it's a real it's a real miracle you're alive <laughs> i wondered that because like what somebody when you're in the life that you have like do you ever stop and go holy shit like i'm in the middle of this movement or or is it you just don't see it in the time i don't think you see it in the time i mean for me you know i was just running at a you know 150 miles an hour all the time, you know, uh, and I am not, uh, I'm really big on not looking back and always wanting to move forward. So, um, so that, you know, so, you know, and I'm always making some new music, you know, and with someone somewhere, and some of it's popular and some of it's doesn't see the light of day, you know, and some of it uh, is, is comes out and no one cares about it. Um, but that doesn't stop me from keeping doing stuff. And, um, and, and, uh, 
And I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I get it too. You were talking about. I keep thinking I'm going to make a point, and then I... <laughs> oh, uh, you, about noticing if you were in the middle of something. Oh, noticing in the middle. Of, well, no, you feel the energy at the time, like you know, say early glam rock. I felt the energy, and I was around a bunch of other kids that were you know, high school kids and, and were all very excited to be there and all very excited about the music. Um, same with punk. Everyone knew something was happening, you know. And like I said, I traveled everywhere and there was versions of me everywhere, <laughs> you know. And the same kids thinking the same thing. And I met them all, you know, and we found each other, you know. Some I have some friends that I'm still friends with, and they actually have a yearly party. It's a bit of a class reunion of, of 77, 78 punk, and um, and, and uh, we, we, were, we were like, how did we meet? And my friend Anton was like, oh, yeah, I think we met. We were in the, that horrible back alleyway of CBGBs trying to kick the door in so we could get to see the cramps for free. <laughs> <laughs> There's like rats and things flying around us. And, <laughs> and we were back there. Oh, someone was going to go in and open the door. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of thing. So everyone was very, you know, and all these people are now in the music business and, 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 and you know, we, we all have the same experience, you know, and, um, and it's a miraculous to me, the people I meet who we are all at the same place at the same time, you know, and then and didn't meet or know each other or, you know, and, and so, you know, the, the, these, these, uh, these, uh, Zag heists, you know, that, that you're in, you're just, uh, you're just following the energy and doing the next thing, you know, and, and, and trying to soak up the energy and, and it's, uh, and, uh, and, and, and then survive. <laughs> Do you think that's why you, that feeds into why you have such creative longevity? Cause that always fascinates me how some people, continuously be creative and interesting and it seems rare <laughs> maybe yeah um well, like i said you know i'm, I'm, I'm people put stuff down for a while and come back to it but for me i've always kept doing it. I, I, I don't know what else to do you know I, I don't think I, I probably couldn't even I couldn't wait on a table I remember <laughs> someone ordered terrible I'd spill their their uh, I spilled their lobster thermidor all over them <laughs> uh, but uh, I I but uh, and you know I don't have I'm not I'm not a tech person I'm not an art I'm not a visual artist but um, the uh, I didn't know what else to do, but also I, I don't want to do anything else. You know, I've another thing I learned from the book, you know, I've learned everything from music, you know. I mean, I was, I was a pretty smart kid, and like I said, early punk, people were, we all read, we, we all, you know, read a lot, and, and that was our escape and our fantasy, you know, to read and to learn about other people and other lands and stories. Uh, but the the um but uh, oh god i've lost my train of thought <laughs> yeah so so i keep going from here to there <laughs> yeah. but back then uh what was i saying what was what am i talking about you uh, no. vaguely, vaguely. <laughs> yeah. okay, if you're not listening to me I why just, would I not listen it's my job <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> I josh with you I, uh, now, I'm, now I'm drawing a blank I know I made you draw a blank I, anyway. that's, that's why I didn't do well in high school anytime there was a pop quiz I'd be like I forgot fucking everything exactly so being I, put on the spot is really the worst I'm isn't terrible it? at it yeah, yeah, me too. That's why you're, yeah, you're a writer too. So you're a creative person. And um, something I did want to talk to you about. We could just, we'll just move on, I guess. Yeah, we'll move I on. apologize. I don't. I couldn't. I drew a blank. But I watched. Don't, please, please. 
Um, I watched your episode of uh, what's in in my bag which I, frankly that could be a fucking series to me because i could listen to you talk about <laughs> like meander yeah. around a record store and talk for i i, I didn't want it to end yeah. and you talked about djing and i and you 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 found a um dusty springfield record and the song was uh i don't want to hear about it anymore and you yeah. said oh i would like you know this would be great for closing out my DJ sets and I was wondering if you have an is there an approach you take to DJing do you like because someone once said to me it's like an essay and I was like oh that's an interesting just curious if there's I I agree with that yeah in a way yeah it's a story storytelling for sure (laughs) and then it's also uh, also you have to read read the room depends what event you're doing but for me, I do a lot of dance parties, you know. Um, but you know, you know, the, to me, a lot of things are, are. I'll say I'm not a visual artist, but I take a lot of cues with music from visual things, and um, and so I, I kind of look at it like a movie, you know. And um, so you can ease people in because you can't wear people out. You know, <laughs> uh, then you got to get them going, and then uh, you know, then you find all of the records. Like <laughs> I always say, you know, a lot of my criterion for taking records to play out are: is this likely to incite a riot? <laughs> is this song? have the potential to incite a riot and if if I think it does then that's what I I take with me you know or tears Uh, one or the other (laughs) and uh, hence the Dusty Springfield song Um, but uh, but yeah so yeah yeah no yeah yeah it's a a real I think it's an art you know I used to poo poo it because I think oh it's just someone playing someone else's records you know I make music you know (laughs) what's the talent in playing someone else's records you know what about the people who made the music you know it's all on my high horse about it but um, but but you know I love playing it because for one it's just making for me I'm making a party I'm I'm a party DJ um and, and that's really fun but also it's a puzzle it's a bit of a puzzle you know because I like to match up what what song will go with the other without throwing everything off you know it's sustaining a mood you know and knowing when to change the mood and how to change the mood you know and and so in that way it's uh it is like an essay you know you have to get to point A to B to C to D and be understood, you know, um, and get your point across. Uh, and, you know, I pick, yeah, I pick fun and funny records and, uh, and, uh, and I throw, I throw a hit in once in a while cause there, there's really good hits. <laughs> uh, as I always I like to play the, the records you never knew existed, you know, but, um, but uh, but now since everyone's doing that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone knows everything already. But um, no, so yeah, so yeah, so DJing for me is is it's relaxing and a meditation. And I, I actually like playing older music because all the songs are short, and uh, I play forty fives even more, you know. Um, that you don't have time to think. It's a bit like a basketball game. You sort of keep moving and shoot the basket and ready to go to the other play. You know, that's what 45 DJ, because, you know, it's like, oh, I have two minutes, 30 seconds to get the next thing ready. And what's going to go with that? And you have a stack of records and you're flipping them all over the place. Like, where? I know it's here somewhere. I'm like, (laughs) you know, it's quite fun. I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a unorganized mad person uh, (laughs) nutty professor or something (laughs) uh and you mentioned like visuals and that's also plays into uh when you compose i get write songs right could you have i thought i heard you say that like you'll you work from a visual into your song Mm-hmm. How does uh, I, is that too abstract to sort of explain? Like I had a because I feel like this. I, I was uh, oh go ahead. 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I was listening to He Walked In this morning, and to me, that song is almost, it's like a movie, and it evokes, the sound of it evokes images, and I felt like I was like walking around in like a early Bluey Mall film or something, <laughs> like, where is the elevator one, the noir, like it had a that noir feel. To the gallows, yeah. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some wonderful films. Yeah, with a wonderful soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, the Miles Davis soundtrack is amazing. Um, and that is often cited by a lot of people as inspiration, that one. Um, and, um, but yeah, so uh, that, yeah, because Larry said, I said like, oh, we don't have a full album, but we want to make an EP for this tour. And, and he said, well, can you make one of the songs about seven minutes long since it's going to be on 12 inch? And we said, okay. And then we made that song. It's like, oh, it's 14 minutes long. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, that, that came out. Um, that was, it was surprised us, you know, uh, the pink monkey birds, we all live in different States and we're very far from each other. And so when we get together to record, um, it's all very intensive all the time. You know, it's very, uh, we have to make it quick. You know, we don't have a lot of time to, to you know, mull over things. And, um, and the, you know, for better or for worse, it's mostly we're starting, it's, we've always worked that way. And it's over 10 years we've been making records together. And um, so the band is very tuned into each other. And what, and very in tune with what we need and want to do, and um, and and, and to all everyone's influences come in. And uh, Mark Cisneros, our guitar player, is a multi instrumentalist, but in our and he plays guitar. But he just showed up with a flute, and and I didn't even, he didn't tell us he was bringing a flute or anything. Yeah, and he's like, I just thought we could do some flute on this. And we're like, yeah, it'd be great, you know. And I thought he was going to go, you know, play. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, you know, and he's just like, you know, so the the song, we, 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 we also are a band. We, We play a lot of fun songs, but we also, on every record, we have songs that meander that are want to be free. We love free jazz. We love uh, we love freedom. No, we, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so we love dreamingness in music too. And you know, we're very known for our raucous rock, rock and roll, um, but also you know, and 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 he's a great jazz player, Mark, and. Uh, and the band love that love music and and um, and we didn't think we were playing jazz music at all. We were just playing music we were playing, and um, and uh, you know and, and we had the the part. Uh, it kind of has a shift in tempo where it becomes a bit uh, African cumbia sort of mixture thing, and that that was something we've been playing live for a while. That was just a kind of little jam when someone broke a string or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it kind of was, it's been there, it's been in simmering in our world, you know, without being, uh, and um, so, so we thought, so, so yeah, it, it just happened organically. And it's just the culmination of everyone's taste and everyone's um, ability to, have a single vision and agree on it very quickly, you know, and, and that's for me the magic, and and that's and that is why I love having this long-standing band because they know what to do. You know, often when I don't know what to do, they they know more what to do, you know, and 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 they guide what's going on. I was, you know, when I first started playing with Ron Miller as a drummer. And we started playing, and I was like, oh, my God, he's leading the band. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> he's taking over, you know, And but he's making it go, you know, because uh, we always have lots of improvisational parts in our in some of our songs. And, uh, 
and it's, and it's just it's just turned out to be a, a real great thing and um, the visual just kind of came you know the visual aspect out of uh, out of making such a long song you have to keep it interesting and moving and um, and you know and and, and so uh, when we came, came time to make a video I actually I don't know if you've watched the video I have a few but, times um, yeah, it's a very one long shot, and then a, and then it changes to a different scene. But um, it, uh, we were trying to come out and be in the director. We had one idea that was going to be a whole lot of different images, like rolling images, and and you know, and and um, and then we just said like, that's going to be way too busy for this, and so idea of taking a walk I had actually made a video for another song on the previous album where I just <laughs> stuck my camera out the window and of a train I was on a train the Metro North <laughs> I was living in New Haven going to the city and I and I had um, and and it had all the ambient sounds of but it was just a train looking at it, going through and for this quite long for us, you know, five or six minute long song. And and he really liked that. And he said, like, I want to do something like that. You know, that's going to suit this much better. And so we thought, I live in Tucson, Arizona, and I've lived here for the last couple of years. And um, we thought, and he's new to Tucson as well. And we thought, we have this scenery here, like, you know, let's just go for it. Let's just rent this outrageous camera and, and do it, you know, make it look as incredible as possible. And, and, you know, and he's a great filmmaker. I admire David Fenster's thing. And he, um, he had made all of these, these videos that were about people and spirits and ancestors living in plants. And, and he's a, a real, great storyteller and artist and uh, cinematographer and uh and so uh, so yeah so it was it was it was i liked working with him and uh and we and the, and it looks the i think that looks like what it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> have you are you settled in tucson is that because you've mentioned you lived in new haven i'm like how many places have you lived <laughs> i can't keep up <laughs> Follow the money, baby. Now, um, <laughs> now, me and my husband. My husband's a museum worker, or was. He's not anymore right now, but um, he works in the arts and uh, he's an education does museum education programs. And so we met in New York, and he was working at Guggenheim, and then and then we, he got a job in D.C. at the Hirshhorn, which is the Smithsonian Contemporary Museum. And we were there for like 10 years. Then he worked at Yale, art gallery, art museum. And we were there for a couple of years. And then we moved here. And this was actually a move because we just wanted to be out of the East Coast, you know, um, we love the East Coast. We love all our friends and everything there. But also, fam we had family here. And uh, and so we thought, like, let's go. The family is getting old, but they're not so old. You know, let's, let's go somewhere we can have community, family. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I, my parents have been long, long gone. Uh, and I thought... I thought you, you're gonna. You will thank me later. <laughs> I made you go. You're <laughs> your parents, you know, because I know him, and I'm like, you know, this is getting a bit personal. But um, I thought, like, you know, I don't want, I don't want anyone else to regret, you know, not being close to their parents, you know, because I traveled so much and stuff, and I had a bit of, although I'm fine with it, and, and it was all good, but. Uh, but along the way, there were like regrets about that. So, you know, and also, and it was for selfish reasons. I'm like, I want to be near, I want to see a big fucking sky. I want to see the big sky. You know, I, I, I'm, 
and, and I got the big sky. I got the mountain range right there. <laughs> and, uh, but but I'm, I'm, right, the summer is a brutal. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I've been because I would always I would always come here during Christmas time to visit because Ryan's folks live here. So we come every Christmas, and I'm like, this place is great. It's wonderful. Wow, it's warm at Christmas. So great. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved here in July, and I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> but um, when you learn to navigate it, I always say it's like the East Coast um, in winter. You know, you hunker down and do all your inside things with the air conditioning going, you know. Yeah, that's, I see. You know, and then, but the rest of the year, you've got, you can go out any day you want and you can go hiking and you can, you know, go for a walk or ride your bike or do whatever, you know, and the rest of the year is gorgeous, you know, you know, and, and you can go away. You just, you say, oh, now I know to make plans to leave in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Now we'll get my vaccine on Monday, and <laughs> is, I'm Does your husband have anything to do with that painting behind you, which I absolutely love? No, that actually is by uh, uh, he's an American Danish uh, 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 painter named Klaus Kastenskold, and he that was actually a painting that was back in the day in the Gun Club of our album Mother Juno. Um, this was the cover of it. But of course, those in those days, you had to actually make a painting and take a photo of it and then graphically put it together. So we commissioned this painting and uh, I bought it off him after it was done. He did a lot of, uh, he did a lot of the man, the fall. He did a lot of their yeah. in the eighties. And, uh, he was a friend of ours and uh, in part of our circle of friends. He's still a friend of mine living in L.A. And, um, yeah, and still doing painting. Yeah. Do, you, do you know Billy Childish? Because you but that was the other person you referenced. You know, I haven't met Billy before. I'm more, I'm, more, I'm, more, I'm more a fan of his. And then uh, I can't say I'm really a friend of his. You know, we don't write to each other or anything. But uh, I follow everything he does. And I'm a big fan of his. And... I enjoy his paintings very much. And yeah, his paintings are great. I saw, I, we were, when we were, I think in Berlin, he, there was a gallery that had a show with him. It was really great. We went and saw that. And um, some, you know, five, six years ago. And um, yeah. You called what he does pure. And I'm just curious what the, what defines pure to you? He's uncompromising, you know. And, and he, he stays very, uh, he's very grounded and, and he, uh, and he also doesn't pander, you know, uh, and he knows his place within his culture and, uh, <laughs> and he, and he minds it and he stays true to his, uh, muse, it seems as it would seem to me. You know, as a fan, I see that, and I like he does different things as well. You know, he's also uh, written an autobiography that's quite amazing, and he's a, writes poetry and he's a painter, and so you know that to me, you know, he's an all around artist, and and uh, I appreciate that about him and admire him for that. That's an interesting line, staying within your culture. I never, it's. It's it's just it's just like it's not like I'm I'm, I'm pigeonholed into this place because <laughs> yeah, I say that and I think like ooh you know but but I kind of understood what she means you know it's like I know I know I know my muse you know I know I know my story I know the people you know by now I know the people who like what I do. Uh, I always hope that more different people will like it, but uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, but but it also but it does matter that I continue. It, it matters to me that I continue to do things for people who followed me for a long time, you know, and that 
a lot a lot of people are happy to change with you you know as i think of it like how i am with patty smith say you know i was a teenager when she came first and i saw her you know at the roxy in 1976 and i was you know like this is a incredible person and I have followed her ever every move ever since read all her books done everything you know and 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 I think she's an artist that you know is very pure you know as she to me you know and uh there have been records I don't really listen to but uh that's neither here nor there but uh and just as and, and in the end as a person she knows what she's doing you know and and she knows to do what she does best i guess that's what it is isn't it yeah know to do what you know best and you can branch out and do other things but also be aware enough to not step out of you know, you can stretch your, you can challenge yourself certainly and go out completely out of your uh, comfort zone or, or, or cultural zone, culture zone. <laughs> but, you know, but, 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 but the stuff that resonates is stuff that is true to yourself. I guess it's be true to yourself. Which is, is easy. I mean, it's also hard. I think it's difficult. Oh, it's very difficult. I've I've gone. I've made so many uh, things. Where I thought this is great. You know, <laughs> I'm going to do whatever. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm going to just make noise, and it'll be great. You know, everyone will love it. And there was like, what's that? Just noise. <laughs> Don't do that. You know, but um, but I try not to do that uh, more often, and um, and. and and uh, and that thing is also you have to be. I, I'm very willing to fail, you know, in 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 order to try something. And you know, and especially with recording, you don't have to release everything. It <laughs> 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 doesn't work sometimes, you know. I feel like I mean, the, you know, when when you're dead, someone will find these tapes and humiliate you. But <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if it. The culture I grew up in, failing was encouraged because that's how you learn. Like, if you just keep having successes, you're not going to learn a goddamn thing. But I'm wondering yeah. if that's more challenging in today's world where it's like everybody's on top of you. You can't tw- tweet something without having a bunch of people jump down your throat if you misspeak mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, or make yeah. the wrong joke. Yeah. No, that's that's very true. I, I would think I, I was lucky to grow up in a time where all eyes were not on you, you know, and, um, and, and that gave you a certain freedom. You know, it was also a, lo- a very lonely place to be sometimes, you know, um, and you were unsure of anything until you had, you know, till the, the aftermath of it. But, um, but also, you know, it was, it was a different, a different time. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not young. I'm not starting, so I don't know. Yeah, what people go through now, or 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 even if they're at any kind of disadvantage, you know, I always uh, say I believe in 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 youth culture. Uh, I completely believe in it still, and I still think there's going to be troublemakers and upstarts and you know, people to get into good trouble, you know, and make music and scenes and, and that are heartfelt and and, and uh and they're a skew point of view well that rhymes uh, and, <laughs> but, but yeah who people with a skew kids with a skew point of view who are you know they're somewhere you know and um and they're they're gonna have to find their way I had to find my way. You had to find your way. You know, um, it wasn't all spelled out for you. You know, there was no book. There was, you know, hints along the way, breadcrumbs that you followed, and uh, and took you to, took me to some good places and took me to some really bad places and made me make poor choices at times and uh, other times like great uh, success and. Uh, 
enthusiasm and and fireworks and uh, and uh, strawberry shortcake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear because I feel like there is a general in, uh, odd sort of judgment of generations these days. You always hear like, okay, boomer. Well, you don't hear that much anymore, but yeah. you did. Or people crapping on the millennials. And I'm like, that's just especially youth culture because I have such faith in our youth because mm. they're more open to sexuality and different. Yeah. And it's like, why would you? It's just closed minded to be like that fucking generation. <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like they're, they're our hope. Yeah, that's the thing. I would never poo-poo them. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know, music has always given me hope. And I'm thinking that young people are always going to find hope in music, you know. Someone's making. I hopefully I'm making some music that, that will give people hope or make them laugh or whatever, you know, and, and uh, or, or make them think, you know, and um, and so yeah. So I, I I never. I'm not I'm not one of these. I hate the, that's this generation people because um, because I was that generation. I'm sure. Hippies hated my generation. You know, <laughs> we were the worst, and we were the worst. Uh, but, um, but yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, I'm sure I was a good for nothing, you know, stupid young person who wanted to look like a monster, you know, um, and and uh, but you know, you you that we made great stuff. We were like young kids who made great stuff, you know, and said, like, you know, fuck you, middle finger to, to the man, you know, um, and, 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 and that is what, you know, it was pro protest music, you know, it was, it was against the pomposity of music at the time of prog rock and, uh, and, and how rock could become so virtuosic, you know, you had to be that way and, and, and just be, 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 you know, to, to be get noticed. And, and so punk rock was totally a rejection of that. So, um, so, so yeah, so we did it. Why can't other people do it? Did those <laughs> yeah. worlds ever call, I never thought of that before, but the, punk scene and then th that virtuoso sort of metal hair did that those worlds ever clash or did they not have did, did that just never intermingle hopefully I never heard about it because um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you had the, I mean I don't know if hopefully this... that never crossed my ears <laughs> um I mean, I guess, yeah. Was there a hostility or anything between those scenes? Is, or not hostility, that's a wrong word, but you know what I mean. Like, there's still, like, there's scenes in L.A., and they're, like, separate, and they're, like, those fucking guys, and... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there is. But, uh, you know, I mean, once I started, um, like, with the gun club, once I started playing music, I, I, I something weird happened. Like, I just had too much to do to, to think... I hate this other kind of music, <laughs> you know, uh, and I'm always interested in what other people are doing and, and other musics. Uh, and I don't like everything. And, uh, and, you know, I, I've never been one of those. I, I hate hair metal because I thought it was hilarious. Um, but uh, <laughs> just look at them. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't want to listen to it, but I liked looking at it because I thought it was so funny. But um, and, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in competition with anyone, you know, with with other musics. You know, I figure they have their world. You know, that's the good thing about making music is you get to create your own world. So, um, you know, and live in it and have people invite people into your little living room world. And, uh, 
you know, that's what I learned really a lot from the cramps or, or bands I love, like the Ramones. I mean, that's, that's a whole world a concept through and through. You know, from the first time you look at one picture of them, you understood what it was, or the cramps, or, uh, or a band like Devo or something, you know. That's a, you know, that... that and you think, I, I want to be in that world. And you're speaking this weird language, but I want to learn that language. And, you know, and that, so that, that's always been how I've thought about it. Like, you know, maybe what I'm doing makes no sense, but I think it's a language, you know, and, and I feel like I'm communicating with people. And so, um, so yeah, so yeah, a lot of what I do isn't so thought out. <laughs> <laughs> like how I ended up in all these different bands, I make music, I approach music in the same way, right? and I move so often. You know, I'm just like bong bong bong, next, 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 next thing. You know, what's happening? What tools do I have here, and how am I going to make this work? You know, and um, and and um, that's the beauty of being artist. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, you get to do what you want to do. You know, I mean, that's the other thing, you know, as I recently just realized like, and after reading my book, I, I, after reading the final draft, I was like, wow, I've just done whatever the fuck I wanted to do this whole time, <laughs> you know? And, and it's just that I followed, I, I was very single-minded. It was going to be music, 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 you know? And that was going to be, what it was and the lifestyles of the rich and famous. No, the lifestyles <laughs> of, of a music. I was going to have to to live that life, you know. And um, so it was a choice too, you know. I was like, I could have uh, stepped out any minute, you know, and said like, I've had enough of this, but I never have had enough of it, you know. I've always, I'm always. Uh, I can't think of what else to do. I can't think of uh, what gives me more pleasure. And and I uh, have a community of people. So therefore, it's uh, been a worthwhile, uh, a successful, uh, a successful uh, taking of my chosen task. <laughs> um, well, do you? Is there a date for the book? To be released? It actually isn't isn't a release date just yet. We're we're kind of like everything else, just going along, taking <laughs> it along, and figuring it out as we go. Um, but but it's it's getting it's 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 getting into the uh, it's getting into the um, the, ga the galleys section where we're actually making the, the right physical book. And um, are you filming so, something? Yeah, because we're working with Larry, it's his first uh, effort at doing a book in, in a book and so we are learning together um, but I think it's pretty it's pretty set, it's quite set up and good so it's, it's, it's going to be hopefully uh, sooner than later but we're not at the point yet where we know exactly when the pressing will be out I'm going to interview Larry on Tuesday for uh because I haven't had a label guy on, but I respect his label greatly. And I used to work at a restaurant he was part owner in, so I've kind of known Larry for... Oh, you worked at uh, Auntie M's? I love that place, yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, the cramps... Every time I visited Larry, I would always... Be, always I may have well waited, served on you, because I remember cramps came in, Buzz from Melvin, like everybody came in. It was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, was great. Terry had such a magical... Like, it was... I was only a couple years into living in LA and it opened up this world of community of friends. Exactly. And I, I've, that was the music place to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always, I'm not a musician though. I tried and I quickly was like, Nope, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've always had, uh, I, I was around second city. I'm sure, you know, second city theater in Chicago. Yeah. That was, that's the place that I hung out as a teen. And, but I've yeah. always, like, I found myself always gravitating towards musicians and also, funnier than comedians way funnier <laughs> it's like yeah way more socially yeah. fun than a comedian yes <laughs> <laughs> um i love comedy uh, i love city i love stuff that's come out of second city yeah yeah i was there i started hanging around in like 85 86 so oh, it was oh. like dan castellanetta who's homer simpson was on the main stage and like so and i was just like washing dishes and uh, in this 
crazy world of, and I was like, kind of like you, I was like, I'd escape the suburbs and go hang out. And like the next thing I knew, I was like going to underground punk clubs. And like, because I worked at second city, they were like, Oh, you must be 21. And I was like 16 doing <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, drugs. I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> no one would sleep with me though. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I see a giant camera? It'll going? happen. It'll happen one day. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for your your belief in me. Um, did I see? Are you filming? I saw, thought I saw a giant camera pass by you in the background. No, that was my husband's. He looks like a giant. <laughs> <laughs> he just came in from a walk, so he probably has his hoodie and stuff on. It oh. looks like a thing. <laughs> um, well, is there anything I put everything in the show notes and all that so where they can find you and I do it in the intro? But is okay. there possibly anything that you may I now? I'll just put. No, I mean uh, just the basics is I'll, good. I'll cover all I that. No uh, further. Uh, further. Um, I think we talked about everything. Yeah. I meant to start with the, I was going to start with the DJ stuff and we got just cuz I was so fascinated with that. Yeah, yeah. I I Have you ever DJing ever? I used to work at a bar in downtown LA and I I would thankfully get to make we didn't have a jukebox thank god cuz there's nothing no bar should have a no place should have a unless it's like a few places had like the old shortstop you probably remember that place in Echo Park they used to have a great jukebox and then they got a dance license and they fucked it up but I don't go to bars anymore I don't drink anymore (laughs) learned that one the hard way yeah exactly it's the only way you learn that (laughs) I I really tried to keep it going yeah me too but um yeah um yeah but uh, yeah, do you mind if I have a personal question? Are you a twelve-step person? I'm not. Or are you just on doing whatever you want to do? I've I did. Are I, you just a sensible person that knows not to drink? <laughs> it was. Uh, it's actually. I well, I went to AA in two thousand two, three, something like that. After a bad break breakup, but the half of the, I can't blame the breakup on a half a bottle of Jameson a night, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I Which kept... is a good excuse. <laughs> I kept going back, and then finally during the pandemic, uh, my wife was like, um, gave me the nudge, and, uh, and I have kids... And, yeah, and you know, I could I could make the excuses of like, well, I wasn't like sloppy, or but you know, and she was like, how about your health? And I was like, yeah, and I was like, you know what? I've done this. I don't what. Uh, there's a great book by Neil Steinberg. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a Chicago columnist called Drunkard. I'm not sure. No, no. But it's it's all he was wrote the book while he was quitting drinking, but with the intention of like. Oh, this is temporary. And then by the end of the book, he realizes, but he's like, I'll never look back at a moment in my life and think, Oh, I should have drank more. And I was like, Oh, that makes total sense. Like there's, that says everything to me. Like, so I don't need to do it anymore. Oh, good. Good for you. I I, I, I support you. Thank you. Do you 12? I mean, I'm not, yeah, way. yeah. I've been a step person for, but NA because I wasn't just drinking. <laughs> oh, I'm no stranger to some of those things too. But, uh, but, uh, but, it, but it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, you know, I again that same thing. I'd quit, and then I, similar, I'd quit, and then I was like, oh yeah, it'll be fine, and then it just went off the rails again, and I was like, ah. Oh. You know, obviously, this is not good for me. <laughs> yeah, I would it's do. Gonna, it's not going to work. And and also about your and your health. I mean, I don't think I would have wrote a book. I don't think I would have uh, still be going on tour at my advanced stage. Um, you know, all this stuff. But it's about health. You know, I think like if I if I want to keep doing this, I have to. I can't be a wreck. You know, I can't be dilapidated, you know. Yeah, I... Uh... And think about the face. <laughs> My looks. <laughs> I mean, I looked, I was, you know, I'd see pictures where it was just like, oh, that big round thing of a head. <laughs> just like, there was no definition. Not that I'm like Johnny fucking cut jaw, but... <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, who, who, who is... But, um, 
Yeah. So yeah, cool. No, I just was wondering about that. Oh no, I t- I, I was people, but but you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a hardliner at all. It's not. I have some friends who are. It's funny because pretty much everyone that I grew up with is. I'd say the vast majority of people have quit. And then there's a couple guys who are like, well, I just have a few. And then I hang out with them. I'm like, you don't have just a few pal. (laughs) (laughs) You had about 12. Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't do one. I I feel like if I get to a crossroads, I will seek that out because I don't, I know I can't do one. I can't do it. And I'm, I have a lot of friends in the program. Uh, you probably yeah. know Mr. Wayne Kramer. He's a pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you've probably known Wayne way longer than me. I actually don't know him well. I mean, we've said hello, but oh. you know, not more than that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm shy. You know, I don't. I do. I don't meet everyone. I'll go up and get my picture taken with them. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's interesting because I always like when people like you are like are enamored to meet somebody. I'm like, but you've met and known everybody. But I guess it doesn't stop, does it? If you yeah. respect Actually, and love. Recently, um, I was I had someone was like, oh, you know, Hope Sandoval is here from Massey Star, and you would think I would know her or something, but I never know her. And I was just like, I can't meet her. She's that's Hope Sandoval, a fate to you. That's her. You know, she's great. You know, and then I ended up not meeting her, and I thought, idiot. You know, but I, I get really shy about that kind of stuff. I always regret, uh, or I've, I always try not to approach somebody because I'm about word as a musician. A lot of the time, you're, yeah. I I was at a party in New York City, and John Ritter was there, and he was standing off by himself for a long time. And John Ritter, as a kid, was—I mean, the guy is great. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and I—and then he like died like a few months later, and I was like, "Why the fuck didn't you go say hello?" And he yeah. was like alone, like it wouldn't have been—I don't know—sharing yeah. my weird regrets with you, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which there's a lot of them. Yes, <laughs> or shame. Maybe it's shame. Hours, uh, yeah, <laughs> we can do this every day till they're all gone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for, um, uh, it was a really nice conversation. Oh, thank you. I hope I try to go outside the normal stuff. Yeah, you did. But uh, was, Danny Bland uh, is also a friend, and he was like, you have to ask him about, about the cramps. And I, yeah. I didn't. You brought it up, so I didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> are you close with the, are you not? Like, I know you guys sort of know each other. Danny Bland? Dan, no, Danny Bland. Oh, Danny. No, yeah, I know him. You know, we're, we're, we're friends. And he was just in town with the Flesh Eaters before the pandemic last year. Yeah, I saw him then. And he, yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. He's cr- His Instagram is one of my favorites. Oh, me too. I, I, I follow him on Instagram and Twitter. It's great. And um, yeah, nice guy. You know, been, been, been around forever. Yeah, he's one I want to get. He has so many stories, but I'm like, you know, I just don't want to ask. But I, he, once in a while, he'll drop a little thing, and I'm like, God damn it, I want to know the whole story. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, I will let you go, and I uh, I thank you very, very, very much. It was uh, quite the honor. Thanks for thinking of me. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>